I feel very welcomed here this morning at Eufaula Baptist Church and uh, get to be with my lighter brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. And boy, the choir really got it going, man. I felt at home. I was like, all right, I see the sway going on. Okay. We got a little rhythm in the house this morning. Praise God. That's right. You can laugh about it. It's all right. Let's go. Okay. And uh, man, what a great, great time I've had just watching the smile on your faces and be able to know that God is present in this place. The Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In John chapter 4, a wonderful story happened. I'm sure you're familiar with it. But in that chapter, Jesus tells the woman, he says, listen, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible says that God seeketh such that would worship him. And this morning, I'm just happy to be in the midst of worshipers, those that are giving God worship. And worship has to be more than a song. Somebody say amen right there, right? Worship is a lifestyle. And I'm thankful that we can take Jesus with us wherever we go. And uh, what a joy it is to be with God's people. And I'm from the other side of the country, all right? I'm originally from Long Beach, California. Anybody ever been to Long Beach? That's the home place of Snoop Dogg, all right? So that's the claim to fame. And uh, I didn't come to church to hear about no Snoop Dogg. That's all right, that's all right. But that's where I'm from, okay? I'm from Long Beach. And now I, I minister at Liberty Baptist Church, and that's in Newport Beach. And uh, so that's where God has me right now, Newport Beach. And you say, well, how does this guy speak Spanish, all right? Is he Puerto Rican? Is he Dominican? Is he Panamanian? You go, I always get all of the list of the dark-skinned uh, Hispanics. You know, I said, no, 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 no. I, I speak Spanish because my mom's from El Salvador. All right, anybody familiar with El Salvador? Anybody from El Salvador? No? Okay, all right, that's good, that's good. But uh, my mom's from El Salvador, okay, and her and my father met in Long Beach. My father is from Louisiana, okay? He's from a small town called Campty, all right? And so I didn't say Compton, I said Campty, okay? And so Campty, that, I think to this day, Campty only has about 1,000 in population. And my mom's from a small town called La Pasaquina La Unión. It borders Honduras, and uh, they only have about 1,000 people in that small village too. And uh, they met in Long Beach, and uh, that's why I speak Spanish, okay? So every week, I have the joy of standing up in front of, I don't know, a, a, a few hundred and, and be able to speak the Spanish language and preach in Spanish. So uh, apart from being jet lag, I don't preach in English too often, okay? So you're like, what did he say? No, no, just, just act like, yeah, all right, Lord help him, you know? And I, and I think in the South, don't they say, oh, bless his heart, all right? So, so if I can get a couple bless his hearts this morning, that'll be all right, all right? But uh, yeah, bless your heart, all right? But, but uh, just a joy to be able to be here and uh, be able to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, you know that prophet, he got so discouraged, and he thought he was the only one doing God's work, Pastor Jake. He said, I'm here, and I'm you know, by myself. And, and God had to slap him side of the head. He said, hold on now. Hold on now. I want you to know that in Jerusalem, there are 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee to Baal. There's 7,000 that are also standing up, I guess today, New Testament terms, that are, are still preaching the gospel. There's 7,000 that, that know me, that have taken a stand just like you. Get up and get on your way. And when God allows me to go to different parts of the country, I see the 7,000 that still believe the way that I do. I see the 7,000 that are still uh, taking a stand for the cause of Christ. 
And I know that God has done miracles in this place. But I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters that you followed this morning, that also across the country, God is still at work and doing miracles, even in the land of fruits and nuts, California. All right? God is doing the work in California, okay? Sometimes you go, well, how's California? You guys able to preach the gospel? Yeah, we're preaching the gospel, all right? And when it becomes against the law, we're still going to preach the gospel, all right? And when it becomes unpopular, we're still going to preach the gospel. Paul told the church of Colossae, he says, I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, Corinth, I think, and him crucified. And I'm thankful to be in a place that's making much of Jesus. And I tell you this morning, man, ain't nobody like Jesus, isn't that right? And, uh, man, what a tremendous joy to be here. And, Pastor Jank, thank you for the invitation. And I don't know that everything you said was true, but I appreciate it, all right? I'll have to slip you a 50 or some. I don't know what you got out here, some chew or all that. You guys do the chew thing, and I'll give you some chew later, all right? But, uh, 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 all right, I'm glad you guys have a sense of humor, man. Like, you can't play like that in church. I said, well, if it was true, I wouldn't be playing about it, you know, but, but it's not true, all right? But, uh, man, what a joy, man, what a joy. Praise God. I got to get going, man. He said I got till 935, so I got about six minutes to give you the message this morning, all right? All right. Please be in prayer for us this week. As we go to camp, you know, I believe that God has something special for us. And I was talking to the Lord early, uh, early this morning, and I said, Lord, it's just funny that I'm coming across the country, but I know that it's not about me. It's about your purpose. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Unto good works. And then the Bible just blows our mind when it says that God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So God already had this planned out. This is not my plan. This is not the pastor's plan. This is not your plan. This is God's plan. And God has a purpose. And I just hope that for eternity's sake, God can make it impactful and change my heart and change those that are attending this week at camp. Uh, please take your Bibles and go to the book of John this morning, please. I appreciate all my brothers and sisters that, that ministered in the music this morning. And the music, how many know the music is not for us? The music is for him. <laughs> the music is for Jesus. Sometimes people, they'll be vocal, which is, I didn't like the music. I didn't like the music. And I said, well, that's tough because the music wasn't for you. <laughs> the music was for Jesus, all right? If you invite me to a birthday party, I don't like the food. I don't like the decoration. I don't like the ambiance. I can leave because the birthday party's not for me, <laughs> all right? And so every time you come to church, I tell the people, I said, hey, listen, listen. Everything we try to do in the service we do it cognizant of the fact that it, it's for him. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I say unto you, thou art Peter, but not upon you, Peter, but upon this rock. What did Jesus say? I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And it's very obvious that Jesus is building his church here in Euphola. Praise God for that. Uh, John chapter 6. Look at verse number 66. In my humble opinion, one of the most saddest Verses in all of Scripture. Brother Jay, this is one of the most saddest verses in all of Scripture. In John chapter number 6 and verse number 66, the Bible says this. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Church family, if we'll read this verse together and may the Holy Ghost help us this morning. Verse 66, ready, begin. From that time, many of his disciples went back 
And this morning, I believe it is God's will. And if I can tag the text to the title, it is simply this. Stay with Jesus. Uh, stay with Jesus. Not out of tradition, but because I need him and I want him to work through me again this morning. Would you pray right there in your heart that God will speak to you and, and, and tell the Lord, Lord, whatever you tell me this morning, I'm going to be obedient to that. All right. Father, thank you for allowing me, God, just to wake up this morning. Thank you for letting me travel across the country without any complications. That's your grace and your mercy. Thank you, God, for letting me come to Eufola today and see my brothers and sisters. Who It is obvious that they love you, God. It is obvious that they, they get it. Father, I ask that you would please help me. Use me today, God. Not out of strife or vainglory. I'm not here to be rewarded or recognized, God. It's not about that. But I, I, I want more than anything for you to speak this morning, God. Please continue to use Pastor Jake and Miss Sarah those on the leadership team, on staff, and even my brothers and sisters that are sitting here this morning, that all of the Statesville area would know that there is a God in heaven and that you would bring revival like you are doing, God, and that, Lord, we could not fit on this piece of land, God, but help them, Lord, to extend and broaden their coast and influence, that people would know Jesus, not just about Jesus, but that they would know you, God. How tremendous you are, Lord. Please use me, Lord. I'm weak. I'm feeble. But, Lord, you're strong. Please help me this morning. I trust you, God. I do love you. Please bless Ileana and Sammy and Sophia and Israel and Isabella. I just, I miss them so much. And I love them. Thank you for blessing me with them. And for the privilege to be here, God. In Jesus' name, amen. The only miracle that you'll find in all of the Gospels is this miracle that starts off in John chapter number 6. Folks that come out to hear Jesus' teaching, Jesus' word, his doctrine. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. The reason he went about doing good is because he is good. <laughs> The Bible says in Psalm 34, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God is good. The people were hearing Jesus where after a long day, they were in an isolated, a deserted place, not desert place, but a deserted place. After they heard him all day, they began to be in hunger and in want. And Jesus asked his disciples, where are we going to get meat to feed all of these people? Now, he didn't ask because he did not know the answer to the question. How many know that Jesus is the master at asking rhetorical questions? <laughs> but this he said to prove them. You see, they had been with Jesus probably two years, three years at that time, and he wanted to prove and test their faith. And so one of the men, his name is Philip. And Philip said, Lord, there's thousands of people here, at least 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. So some people speculate up to 15,000, maybe 20,000 people in gatherings. And he said, Lord, even if I worked for eight months and had eight months' salary, 200 penny worth is not enough money to buy bread for all of these people. And right there, Philip, he did not pass the test. Another one of his followers, his name is Andrew, and Andrew found a little lad. You know the story. And the lad gave him his lunch. Well, Two, uh, two fishes and five loaves were basically five small crackers. And he said, Lord, uh, Lord, here is this lunch. Now, if Andrew would have stopped there, he would have passed the test. 
said, Lord, here's his lunch. But you know what he added on? But what are these among so many? And he failed the test, okay? What are these among so many? He failed the test. Well, who passed the test that day? It was the little lad. Could you imagine being the little lad? Mom prepared for you a lunch, and she knew that you were going to be gone all day, and here's his lunch, take it with you. And the little lad was able to give Andrew his lunch, which Andrew gave it to Jesus. At that time, Jesus, he lifted up the bread, and he broke it, and he blessed it. And uh, he began to delegate to his disciples, and they sat him in companies of 50s and companies of 100. And the people are amazed that day. Man, who is this guy? Jesus, wow. This guy's doing a miracle. Wow, man, he fed us. And the people that were hungry are now filled and fed. And you know the story, 12 baskets over. And I believe every disciple took a basket. Maybe he gave one to the little kid. And what an exciting story that is. The Bible says that Jesus now, he goes alone into the mountain to pray. Jesus is having time of rest and a time of, of recharging with the Father, and he's praying. And by the way, can I say, if Jesus took time to pray, how much me and how much you this morning, right? We need to take time to be with the Father. And the Bible says Jesus told the, the 12 to go on the other side of the sea. And so you know the story. They get into the boat, and the Bible says that about the fourth hour of the night, at the fourth hour of the night, that's about 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, they're out there rowing, and the sea is raging, and it's tempestuous. And the Bible says that they see somebody walking out on the sea, all right? He's walking the waves, all right? And when they look, they begin to shout and begin to be frantic, like, oh, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. Don't judge them, because I would have done the same thing, and so would have you. Ah, but when they heard the voice, <laughs> yeah, when they heard his voice, Peter recognized his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. And what do they do? They follow me. When Peter heard the voice of Jesus, he said, Lord, bid me to come. Master, bid me to come. He begins to get out on walking waves, and he's walking the waves, and he has his eyes on Jesus. But what happens when you take your eyes off of Jesus, church? You begin to what? Sink. Every time you take your eyes off of Jesus, you begin to sink. That's why it is of utter importance that we would keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set at the right hand throne of God. And it's one thing we need to understand this morning. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Not our eyes on the White House, but our eyes on Jesus. Not our eyes on the pastor, but our eyes on Jesus. Not your eyes on your parents, but your eyes on Jesus. Not your eyes on your, on your children, but your eyes on Jesus. Not our eyes on man, but keep our focus and our attention on the one who deserves it and the one that deserves it is Jesus. Oh, yes, it is. They begins to sink, and he said, man, why are you, come on, man, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And he picks him up, puts him on the boat, Brother Mac. All right, when they get to the other side of the sea, there's this crowd following. They're like, yeah, man, where's that Jesus guy? You know why they're following him? Because they're hungry again. I don't blame them, though. I don't blame them. There's a terrible feeling to be hungry. Somebody say amen right there. Because some of us don't get hungry, we get hangry. like, man, calm down, Miss Dorothy. And I'm hungry. Where the biscuits at? I'm hungry. The people are following Jesus. And when it gets to the side, Miss Danette, you know what they said? Master, where were you? How did, oh, 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 we were looking for you. And Jesus, we have a phrase where I'm from, okay? You guys are from the woods and I'm from the hood, okay? So we have a phrase where I'm from. He puts him on blast. And he says, hold on, hold on. 
You weren't seeking me because of the miracles. You're not seeking me because I'm the Messiah. You're seeking me because you ate and you were filled. You're seeking me for the wrong reasons. You're looking after me for the wrong reasons. They should have asked you how he got over. He didn't have a boat. They said, when did you come? They should have asked how he got over, all right? And so he begins to give this huge discussion because then they enter into this kind of discussion, this theological debate, and they're like, well, wait a minute. Listen, if you're going to be Jesus, if you're the Messiah, if you're the Savior, if you're really God, let me tell you what you need to do for us. And then you know what Jesus said? Hold on. Moses gave us manna from above. Moses gave us manna from above. And listen, our ancestors, they ate in the, and, and throughout the, uh, the, uh, the 40 years, and they ate, and Moses did that miracle, and Jesus stopped them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, Moses didn't give you guys manna. You guys got it twisted. Your history is distorted. You don't understand this right. Grandpa, 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 great, 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 grandma, he didn't tell you guys right. Moses didn't give you guys that bread from heaven. Matter of fact, Moses never asked for bread from heaven. It was God who fed our ancestors from heaven. It was God who let the manna come down from heaven. It was God that fed them and took care of them. It wasn't Moses. It was God who took care of them. And so they're getting this understanding. And and they say, well, wait a minute. What you going to give us? And he said, hold on, hold on. The manna that fell from heaven, that manna perished. That manna perished. That That bread did not sustain them. And then Jesus gives a beautiful statement. Jesus says, don't, don't, don't try to uh, get some of that old manna. He says, I'm the new man. He basically says, I am the bread of life. And he that eateth of me and he that drinketh of me shall never thirst or hunger again. He says, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. And he says, on your last day, on your last day, I am going to resurrect you. I'm going to give you new life. What's your last day? Your last day on the last day is the last day that you're alive here. And thank God we have the promise from God that when we die here, we're alive over there, absent from the body and present with the Lord. What a tremendous promise from Scripture. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And Philip said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and we don't know how to go. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Oh, thank God. Nobody can come unto the Father but by me. And thank God this morning that we have been found and we have been redeemed and we've been salvaged. Thank God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Their minds are blown. They're like, what? This guy's the man that came down from heaven? And then Jesus begins to see one by one, 50 by 50, hundreds by hundreds, maybe thousands. They begin to walk away. They're like, what? So you're not going to feed us every day? (laughs) So let me get this straight. You're not? They didn't understand what he was trying to tell them. When all the people began to walk away, he looks at the 12. And you know, when I used to get in trouble... You know that feeling where it's like, I'll tell you, when I was in elementary, we used to have gold slips, and you would have blue slips. If you have five gold slips, then you could turn it into the teacher, and she'll give you like an otter pop. The blue slips were disciplinary action. 
You know what's funny about preachers? Most of we just got in trouble our whole life. <laughs> I don't know what it is about us, man. But I would take the blue slips and I would forge my mother's signature. I would bring them back. And the teacher said, you talk to your mom about this? I said, yeah, 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 don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> well, in fifth grade, you're not too smart. <laughs> They'd have these parent-teacher conferences. Like, now, nah, Miss Orbelina, I want you to know that Sammy's got, you know, over, you know, 15 blue slips. And she's like, well, wait, what is it? <laughs> 15 blue slips, what, what is that? She goes, oh, it's been, he's, been, you know, he's been talking in class. He's been leaving up. He's been, you know, spitting, you know, spitballs and, and, and all these things. And, man, you know, when my mama got to the house that day, my heart sunk. Now, my mom, thank you. Now, my mom, she's about 5'8", maybe about 174 pounds. She's got Popeye forearms. <laughs> My mom's a founding member for the MS-13 gang of El Salvador. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, mom got teardrop on the left side and on the right side. <laughs> no games with Mama Trun, trust that. And my heart sunk as a fifth grader. I was like, dang, what's my mom? And you know what happened then, right? Anything that was within her reach. If there would have been a taser, she would have gotten just. <laughs> Jesus sat them down. And he said, hold on. Come here, boys. Will you also go away? Talk to me, boys. Were you guys also leaving like they left? What if he stopped answering your prayers? What if life is not everything that you wished it was? What happens when the roses fade, my brothers and sisters? What happens when you beg God and beg God and beg God and beg God and it seems like God's not answering your prayer? I sought the Lord a couple times on this and thrice and, and God says, I'm not going to take away that thorn from your side. So what do I do then? Do I quit on you, God? Do I stop preaching the gospel? Do I try to get out of jail? Do I quit on God and say, well, this is not what I signed up for. No, Paul understood the secret of the Christian life. Jesus said to him, listen, you can seek me and seek me, but I've allowed this thorn in your side so that when you are weak, then I can be strong. Are you guys leaving too? Well, Loudmouth spoke up. You know who Loudmouth was, right? Look at verse 67. <laughs> I like this guy, man. This guy's a trip. This guy's wild, man. He don't care. Verse 67, let's read this together, you fold already begin. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Verse 68, ready begin. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, In other words, Peter said, hold on now. Where are we going to go from here? You remember that day you called me and I was out there fishing? I left my family. I left my business. 
I left my personal comfort. I left the conveniences of life to follow you. Now, when you're asking us, I mean, I mean, Peter probably got offended. He's like, hold on. What do you mean we going to leave? Have we not been with you throughout the, the water to wine? Have we not been with you as you've healed the centurion's son? Have we not been with you? Have we not been uh, in the same uh, 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 ground as we slept and, and as we wept and as we've eaten together? Have, have they not been with you? What do you mean where are we going to go? I can't go anywhere else because you have the words of eternal life. Now talk to me for a little bit. Thank God that God's word is true. It's from everlasting to everlasting. The Bible says that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even and dividing asunder of soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Where can we go in this day of confusion? Where can we go in this day of trouble? Where can we go in this day of calamity? Where can I go in this time of tribulation? Where could my single mother go when she was raising two bad kids in the hood of Long Beach as my father left us high and dry? Where could my mama go in a time of need? Where could we go in a time of weeping? Where can we go, my, my brothers and sisters, when we were broken? Oh, thank God that we were found by the Lord Jesus Christ and the person that saved me is the same one that kept me and the one that's keeping me is the one that sanctified me and the one that sanctified me one day will glorify me. Where can we go today? We go to the rock and the rock is Jesus. Praise God. All right, that's where I can go today. The songwriter, he wrote it right, didn't he, brother man? Living below in this so sinful world. Hardly a comfort can afford. Facing temptation, he said, where could I go but to the Lord? I'm thankful that I can go to him at every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month every year. His line ain't never busy. Call me. Well, I needed to talk to so-and-so today, and she wasn't available. Well, I know, who, I know who is available. I wanted to post my problems on Facebook, and I'm not against all of that. I'm not against sharing prayer requests. But I'm telling you, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes I've been guilty of this. I can share my prayer request with somebody and think, well, now that's taken care of. Let me share this with you. And I'm not talking about not bearing one another's uh, burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ. But I'm just trying to tell you, my brothers, Jeremiah 33.3 is still in the Bible. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and I'll show you great and mighty things thou, thou knowest not. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Look what Peter's response is. Verse number 69. We got to wrap it up. Watch verse 69. Let's read this together. Ready, begin. And we believe and are what? Sure about what? Say, what's the key to staying close with Jesus? What's the key? You got to believe in your heart of hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You say, it's not just enough, my brothers and sisters, to say, well, that's, a, that's part of the church and, you know, that doctrine. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ is not like the Easter Bunny. Jesus Christ is not some political figure. Jesus Christ is not just a good man. We have to stand up and say, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
Jesus Christ is God. I believe this and I am sure of this. And this is my brother, the faith that overcomes the world. That when we understand in our heart of hearts that we're not serving somebody who's just whatever or just a man like you and I know. We are serving God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus Christ, the Lily in the valley that perhaps you're walking in this morning. Jesus Christ, the rose on the top mountains of life of Sharon. Oh, thank God. Jesus Christ, the Alpha. Jesus Christ, the Omega. Jesus Christ, the root of Jesse. Thank God this morning that we believe and we are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And thank God this morning that we have a sure foundation and we can say, Lord, we still believe. We still believe. We still believe that you are Jesus. And I'm telling you this morning, that is the God that is worth following all the days of your life. Stay with Jesus. Whatever head bowed and every eye closed. Pastor, if you'll come.